0: to sing this in the right way. Look at the top left quarter. it says Psalm 23, which means that's where it's based on. Uh, not really, we're not really sure who uh, lyricized this. But you see where it's from? You see where it says it's from? From the what? The Scottish Psalter. So you have to sing this with a Scottish brogue for it to sound right, okay? The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> No, you don't need to do that. Let's, Let's just sing as unto the Lord. 293, the Lord's my shepherd. Hmm. Oh. The Lord's my Sing the mighty power of God. We are trying on these Wednesday nights this month to focus on hymns of praise and thanksgiving to God. And this is one of the best. <laughs> 19. Mm. Yeah. It's so all nineteen. Um, number thirty-four. Immortal, invisible, God only wise. There were thirty-four. Let's sing all four stances.
1: Thanksgiving Eve, let's open our Bibles to look at a few verses about Thanksgiving. We'll begin in Psalm 147, Psalm 147. I'll be skipping several verses and reading um, a few portions, but we'll begin at Psalm 147. Now in church, the song really comes up. And gets us to sing a song, points to a page, we sing together, we try to sing it out loud as much as we can. And he urges us to sing and praise the Lord. Now, most church members are not in a Christian environment Monday through Friday or Saturday. And so when you're when you're out in the world in a secular environment, uh, it'd be kind of hard sometimes to get yourself up to thank God for things. So in church, you are encouraged, urged to... Worship God, thank God, and praise Him. But when you're by yourself, when you're in the work week, uh, when you're not among Christian friends, a uh, little bit difficult to sometimes thank God for things. Wouldn't that be true? That is, that's life. And so when you come to church, you feel kind of good because you're with Christian friends, and you have Christian fellowship, and you're urged to sing and, and think about the Lord more than think about yourself and all the things that you could be having throughout your week. And that's not discounting that things happen in a man's week or in a woman's week. This is to say, because it happens like that in people's lives, all the more important for us to be in church, to worship God, to thank God, think about Him. And so in Psalm 147, verse number 1, it says this, Praise ye the Lord, for it is, a, it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and we and praise praises coming. Let me read that again without stuttering or messing up. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, For it is pleasant, and praise is coming. Let's say that verse together. you have it with you? Let's read together, please. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant, and praise is coming. Notice it says here, we praise ye the Lord. We praise the Lord because it is good to sing praises unto, notice the word there, is our God. It is good to praise our God. It is good to sing to our God. People don't have a God to sing and praise about they have really no reason to be happy to have joyfulness in their heart but we who know the lord we sing unto our god and it is pleasant pleasant to whom well, it's pleasant to us pleasant to others who hear you sing it's pleasant especially to the god who you are singing to and for and praise is coming coming to who attractive to who it is good for those who to hear you sing and praise him it's also good for the lord to hear you praise and thank him so uh praising and thanking god is throughout the bible and uh, yet throughout our secular week it's sometimes difficult to praise God for things because things are not always so good in life small things and big things for example for example I complain about driving idiots they're sometimes called idiots my father used to call idiots idiots what an idiot meaning a bad driver of some sort so that's southern for idiot idiots uh, driving idiots always in a rush impatient and they give you threatening gestures. They follow you for a, a few blocks because you, you got in your way and they, they had to slow down. They had to go down at the 45 mile zone. They had to slow down to 45 because they were going 65. They had to slow down because the, you got in your way. And that's irritating. That's, that's frustrating and makes you kind of upset. And then you have other examples traffic jams. Who likes traffic jams? And then you have potholes. The worst roads are Poly Highway, uh, Leaky Leaky Highway, Cam Highway. Uh, any kind of highway's got bad bad roads on it. Seems like Nimitz Highway, bad, bumpy, bumpy, throw your car out of alignment. And your front end gets all kinda of out of whack because uh, sooner because the bumpy roads, you gotta slow down. And those things are irritating. Those things can cause you not to be thankful about other things in the secular world. And then you have you have other things like Facebook thoughtlessness. Of all things, Facebook thoughtlessness is way up to the top. Facebook thoughtlessness. Okay, how much do you want for this? Well, it's right there, it's supposed to be, okay. Um, well, what's your address? Well, if you're gonna come, I'll give you someone. Okay, I'll be there in half an hour. And you know what happens? They don't show up. Oh, that is so frustrating, so irritating. It's so, makes you mad even. And so those kind of no-shows. And then of course, uh, things in life that makes you upset and things in life that uh, you're not so thankful for is of course uh, politics, policies, uh, double standards. Those things upset you. Now, Uh, A woman you know the the theme for this generation is not fair well a woman grumbled about Elon Musk she said this quote he has 800 billion dollars I don't know how much he has he has 800 billion dollars it's not right that he has all that money there are 350 million people in America if he gave each one a billion dollars he still have 450 billion dollars left it's not fair he has all that money
0: Okay, is the math
1: kind of off here? Something is off here. The thinking is off. Her thing is it's not fair for him to have all this money And we don't have all this money. Well, these kind of things you hear all the time It makes it makes you upset. It agitates you. It makes your day kind of grumpy and you get ill And so uh, worst of all the worst complaint of all in life is in church Nobody shook my hand That is so horrible. Nobody shook my hand or no one said to me, I'm happy to see you today. And so you go home, those people at church, they always think about themselves only. And you go, you live in a hut, you get upset about things. Well, a lot of things happen in life that makes us groan and complain. It's, it's almost that you it's in our Hebrew DNA to be murmuring. Well, I wonder if there's anything in life to be thankful for. I wonder when these things come up in our lives, Do we stop and think if there's anything that we can be thankful for? Well, Psalm 147 tells us we have a lot to be thankful for just by knowing the Lord himself. And so um, how different would life be if we were not thankful for anything? Let me begin the the lesson by asking you the question, how different would life be if if we were quick to be thankful rather than as quick as we are thankful to be? Let me say it again. How... Much better would life be if we were quick to be thankful as quickly as we're prone to find fault or criticize or grumble about things, about the things I mentioned, many other things. Um, sometimes kids are ungrateful. What? What, is that true? Sometimes kids are ungrateful. Sometimes kids are ungrateful. Sometimes young, young people in general are ungrateful. Uh, where was I today? I was at McDonald's somewhere getting something. It wasn't anything bad. It was just us at McDonald's getting something. Uh, like to you know to consume and in there was castle high school students this was uh i don't know after one o'clock to, i guess two got out early today and uh, so all these guys were in there with all these castle Knights shirts and things and there was one guy propped himself up on a counter in which he would take an order he propped himself up on the counter looking at his phone and to the credit of the filipino woman who came to the red, she said hey psst, psst, get off <laughs> i said where'd i go where'd i go and the guy got off like what what did i do wrong you're a dummy if you don't know what you did wrong you make house this is not your house to make he just took over the whole place and people are talking you know and uh, the latest call out okay number so-and-so and this guy's mimicking her number and so and i look back at the guy and the guy kept mocking you know like that. I said, i'm not gonna do anything because these guys they have such a lack of respect for adults they might just give me the the evil eye. might want to follow me to my car well I didn't have that thought. And so we can complain about a lot of things in life. And so how much different would it be if we were thankful for a lot of things in this life? Uh, we complain about America, we complain about our government and rightfully so, there's wrong things in our country. But is there anything good about our country? Really, is there anything good about our country? Yes. Is there anything good about Hawaii? Yes. People like to come to this, to oh, the weather so perfect, it's so good in British Columbia, it's so good. I see, yeah, we take it for granted. We take it for granted. Is there anything good about anything? There is. And so, praise you the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. It is pleasant, and praise is comely. It's really a pleasant thing to be thankful for a lot of things. It's a pleasant thing to be thankful for what people do for you, for people for who they are. Uh, a lack of appreciation, uh too much talk about wrong things can make you feel kind of down, you know. It can make you feel really negative if you talk too much about the obvious sometimes you have to overlook the obvious and try to find something good about something so that you you don't become an old scrooge you know scrooge was bah humbug well christmas people criticize christmas people criticize the things of christmas oh gift giving was pagan It's found in the book of revelation well yeah but And then, you know, Christmas decoration, Christmas tree, and things like that. Now, at one time I thought Christmas tree is wrong because of Jeremiah, verse in Jeremiah. They cut down the tree and they bowed onto it like that. And I said, well, when I cut down the tree, well, I'm cutting down the tree, but when I buy a Christmas tree from wherever, I put it up because I like Christmas. It's not that I'm gonna bow on old Christmas tree, old Christmas tree, answer my prayer. I'm not gonna do that. So the intent is different, the motive is different. It's the sentimentality of Christmas that I like. I like Christmas songs. I like snow. I like I like cornflakes. I like oatmeal. What else do I like? <laughs> I like chocolate chip cookies. I like banana bread that he brings. Uh, I like I like him because of that. I don't like him. I like the banana bread that he makes. I like the coffee that he makes. But uh, you see, and so a lack of appreciation for things makes you kind of ill, and it's not a good thing to be ill all the time. There's enough in this world to make you ill. We need to work at not being ill by being thankful for some things. Grumbling, mumbling. I do it all the time. It's in my DNA to grumble. To be yeah, but yeah, but. Well they scored six touchdowns. Yeah, but the other team scored seven. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well that was a nice song, but but what? But what? See we, we kinda have this this thing about us where we always find something wrong with something as if we're 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 good by finding fault things. Well that's a nice card. Yeah, but how much miles the gallon does it get? Yeah, but. Oh my wife, she cooks me, but. But what? But what, N- dummy, but what? Oh my kids, they're so smart, yeah, but. But what? Oh my husband, he's, he works so hard, but he always comes in late. Hey, he's providing for the family. What are you fussing for? Oh my grandma, she always she's always spoiling the kids. Well, at least you got a grandma to spoil your kids. There's gotta be something good about something that's not so good. Oh, my car, oh my my car is so dirty. Hey, but you got a car. Oh, I gotta wash the car. I gotta clean the windows every time, it's stuff in the air, it makes my car. Hey, but you got a car that you can drive. There's gotta be something good about something that's not so good. Be thankful, be thankful. Now, that's not to say you should not criticize some things. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you're going to go, yeah, everything is good. Everything is beautiful in its own way. Well, somebody, that song is back in the 1970s by Ray Stevens. And this guy said, really? Is everything beautiful? And I said, well, a lot of things are beautiful in its own way, like the song says. And then he said, this first, he said, is the devil beautiful? And I said, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not a theology song. It's a song about having some optimism about your viewpoint of life, that's all. When the red, white, blue waves in the... Uh, uh, don't you feel proud about that? Don't you say, well, something's wrong with our country, but I'm glad to be an American. Yes. Mm-hmm. See? And so people get kind of extreme of a lot of things. So give Christmas present. get a Christmas tree for your house, get whatever you want to get, make, make yourself feel good, it's okay be a little bit thankful for things now I'm talking to myself okay so in case you think I'm talking to about other people I'm talking about myself too it's in my DNA to find fault with things I have to be careful about that so do you now here's some verse I'd like to just read off to you and then we'll look at another verse alright so here's some verse I want you to hear Psalm 26 7 um, he talks about the voice of thanksgiving the voice of thanksgiving our voice should reflect thanksgiving. We should say things that are... We should express thanksgiving. The voice of thanksgiving. Psalm 50:14. Offer unto God thanksgiving. Psalm 75, verse number 1. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. Psalm 92, verse 1. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And then Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Now, let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Those are some verses about Thanksgiving, which is we all know we should be thankful. We thank God for our food. Tomorrow you're going to thank God for the blessings of having food to eat. Have you ever thanked God about the fact that you can eat food, you can taste food, you can smell food, you can want to eat it, you have an appetite and that you can digest it. Have you thought about those kind of things? What's a blessing that you can enjoy food well and you thank God for it? That's good. Ephesians 5 verses 1 through 4. Let's look at these verses. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? You've heard the saying like father, like son, like mother, like daughter. Well, that's very true too practically speaking in a common sense way and in a very logical way uh, a a person mimics what they see or what they see modeled before them as far as how they live it is very natural to copy what you see take for example in sports you see boys and adults even they buy a jersey of their favorite football team with the same number of their favorite player sometimes you see walking around A jersey and it has a number and it has the guy's name on the back because in the professional leagues NFL there's a jersey number and a jersey name of the player so whatever the name is of the player it's on his back and his number you see people who buy the same jersey the same color and with his name they walk around proudly because they want to be like this guy that they admire respect or even idolize and so and um, when you see kids If they they see a baseball game you see kids they want to play in the backyard and swing a baseball bat and pitch the ball Like they just saw in a real game. They're mimicking. That's innocent natural Copying someone to be like somebody else. He says in verse number one be therefore followers of God as dear children And of course that simply means if you are a christian, it is your natural Inclination to be like jesus christ It comes naturally if it doesn't come naturally, uh There's a couple of reasons why. One, it could be that you are in the world and you have no desire to be like your savior and you're distracted by the world. Or number two, you're not really a child of God, therefore you have no desire at all. You also have to be forced to walk like a Christian should walk. Those are the possibilities. But it's natural to to follow God as dear children because of that truth. Number two, verse two, and walk, here's how you walk, walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savour verse 3 but fornication now he first tells you how you should live then he tells you how you should not live but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness that not being once named among you as becometh saints now there is one thing about the Christ life you need to realize as you grow in the lord is that there are some things you cannot do because you are a christian you just cannot do some things because you're a christian you can't people might say but i've done that before and i was lost and but i still have this desire to do these kind of things he says okay doesn't matter he says you don't do these things because you are a child of god he says these things in verse 3 he says a short list. let not let it not be once named among you as becoming saints Because you are a child of God, because you're a saint in this world, you have to live up to the name Christian, which is a high obligation and a holy responsibility in which you don't bring shame to the name of Jesus Christ. You don't bring shame to your father. So you must care about that. You have to care about that because that's what a father, a son, child relationship is like. The child wants to honor his father, always wants to, if he's a good child. If he's a bad child, I don't care. I don't care I don't care well the child of God does care verse 4 now he continues by saying neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient but rather instead of these things instead of instead of foolish talking instead of jesting it's not convenient he says but rather giving of thanks giving of thanks so the giving of thanks in verse 4 It's how the Christian should always think about things that happen to him in this life. Giving of thanks. Also, look at verse 4 again. He says, nor foolish talking. What is foolish talking? I'm in my mind thinking when I when I looked over this verse, I'm thinking the foolish talking is connected to the giving of thanks. So I begin to think, whoa, could foolish talking be, could foolish talking be. I'm stretching this a little bit. I'm telling you, I'm stretching this. Could it be, in connection to giving him thanks, could foolish talking be, when bad things happen to me, I talk foolishly about how God is treating me. I talk foolish about what happened to me. I talk foolish that maybe God doesn't care for me. I talk foolish that maybe he didn't... his What? I thought he was going to guide me. I thought he was going to... No, you see, so foolish talking could be something like that in our thinking. And so uh, we stop that behavior, we stop uh, foolish talking. Um, foolish talk could be, I thought if I prayed to God, he'll answer all of my prayers in a positive. That could be foolish talking. I thought that he would protect me from hurt. That could be foolish talking. I thought that if I'm right with God, I, I'm living for him, I'm obeying him, that he'd always lead me in a life that is smooth without any bumps. potholes or turns and and accidents or things happening to me i thought if i uh, was in church my car would never break down i thought if i uh, uh, prayed that um, my plumbing would always be okay (laughs) i thought if i um, uh, tied that i would never have problems with money you see that's foolish talking maybe we're talking to ourselves maybe we're talking to other people sometimes people say well you know um, you're a Christian yes and uh, so if you're a Christian do you believe in prayer I do well if you prayed how come your daughter got sick well that's foolish talking it's not even connected but foolish talking is foolish thinking foolish talking foolish words out of my mouth that's not true and so sometimes if we're not careful and the Christian who has a difficult time in life he might be foolish talking and saying well I must not be in God's will because all these Things are not happening to me like i had hoped or well if i um if i if i was nice to my wife she'd be nice to me but she's not so maybe i married the wrong woman that's foolish talking foolish talking well i go to that church but that church sometimes they don't even talk to me they ignore me sometimes they even don't even know that i'm there maybe i'm in the wrong church that could be foolish talking I read my mom, I believe what it says, but I don't understand what it means all the time and I don't understand why I have such difficulty in my life and I thought everything would be so smooth if I that's foolish talking foolish talking it's not true talking, it's not factual talking it's not based upon the nature of God and I have trouble, I have setbacks so I'm going to stop thanking God because I can't thank God for my my headache my my migraine headache, you ever get a migraine headache? I never had one so I don't know what it's like I can't sympathize with people with have a headache. I don't understand that. But I understand headache. I understand falling. (laughs) I understand uh, surgery. I understand that because I've experienced a little bit about that. But, you know, um, foolish talking. Ephesians 5.20, verse 20 tells us this. In that same chapter. Giving thanks always for all things. But wait a minute, wait a minute. If something adverse adverse happens in my life I don't feel like giving thanks for all things unto God why should I thank God for that see that's foolish talking I've tried to figure out how people interpret giving thanks always for all things and what I've gotten so far is that somebody says well thank God for all things but you can't thank God for the things that are bad that happens to you and I was thinking about that now is that true or not true because realistically do you thank God for bad things that happen I, I had a guy ride uh, from um, uh, Pro City or I, uh, um Thank you very much, so. Lex Brody, took him back to one Love. Car getting fixed? Obviously. Yeah, man. I brought that car in for a safety check. They found all these things wrong with the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was it? Yeah, my tires need to be changed. Why, the bulb? That's what they said. Okay, and then they found out that um, I have trouble at the front end. Oh, so he went on on three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars. I said, "Well, that must have been a surprise." Oh, yeah, I didn't expect that. What you use the card, told me it's a Ford. It was a Ford, a Ford van. I did not want to tell him why'd you get a Ford van. None of my business, said that why'd you get a Ford van, but that's what he got. And and then he said, "Yeah, I looked it up later on. I should look. He said I should looked it up before, but." I found it around that uh, it have problems with this year in this model. He ended up paying, besides that incident yesterday, another $1,500. That's $4,500. To get the car road ready. A surprise to him. Now, how can he give thanks to God? If he was a Christian, how can he give thanks to God for that? Do you understand sometimes it's not, hard to, not easy to give thanks to God for things that happen? You just carry fine China Movers came to move your fine channel. You say, be careful, be careful. Uh, I'm, I'm real careful. <laughs> slipped on a banana peel. Crash, the thing falls apart to a million pieces. Or you're expecting an Amazon delivery and the guy steals it off your porch. How can you thank God for those kind of things? This is what life is like sometimes. Foolish thinking, foolish talking says, I can't thank God for that. Now, it doesn't mean that God, allowed, God made it happen, okay? It doesn't mean he made it happen. But you think it through, he could have stopped that from happening. He could have stopped that motorcycle from running into you. If, you. if you live long enough, you know that there's all kinds of accidents that take place and sometimes it happens so quickly. Um, people walk on the sidewalk, a, dr- a guy speeding out of control comes onto the sidewalk, almost hits the sky, misses him by an inch, those kind of things. Uh, then there are freak accidents. Things happen without um, all the security things are in place. But things, the, the chain breaks, the rope breaks, and things like that. You uh, these guys who jump off cliffs with these fly suits. I watched the guy do that. I'm thinking, no.
0: <laughs>
1: he stands on the edge. Got, a, got what do you call those? Fancy, those cameras? Uh, GoPro. He stands there. He's got a guy filming him. And he, he opens like that. There's a little thing to catch the wind. And he's going he's gonna to dive off twice the height of poly lookout. Ten times the height of poly lookout. And he's going to, he's looking like that. I'm thinking he's getting nervous. He's backing out. But he does this. And the guy says, you ready? What can the guy say? He's at a place of no return. He has to jump. And he, he does this, you know. And then he's, I say, kind of too late. Isn't that to check to see if the equipment's working? <laughs> And the guy says, you ready to go? And the guy says, yeah. And the guy says, one. And this guy says, two. And this guy says, three. And this guy, he jumps up. And when he jumps up, I'm thinking, okay, he has to jump in a certain way, Francis, so that he, he catches the wind, you know what I mean? But what if he jumps like that? He's got to jump where his legs come down first. And so he, he opens up and he catches, and he goes like that. And you see him you see him falling for, I don't know, 500 feet. And, 500 feet, and then he levels out.
0: <laughs>
1: nice. that's not a fun experience people have died people have died well he prayed before he jumped and God didn't protect him where is your God how can you thank God for that just because people do foolish things doesn't mean God endorsed it allowed it to, said go do that no could that be presumptuousness could that be presuming God's going to take care and you risk your life like that it could be it could be well uh foolish talking foolish talking is not giving thanks to god for all things but it is a dilemma isn't it to to, to wonder I, how can i thank god for all things when not all things are, are good for me well um should i should i stop thanking him should i stop praising him because not all things are good so i'm not hinting and i'm not saying and i'm not saying at all that they're not bad situations, grievous situations, like tragic situations. I'm not saying that because those things happen. The are things that happen are so tragic, it's hard to even imagine that these things happen to decent people. I will never forget a story I read in Reader's Digest many years ago, because some of the stories just stick, you know, and it doesn't ever leave you. A woman was gonna go to her own wedding rehearsal on a Friday night, gonna drive up to Chicago. And on the way, she got killed by a drunk driver christian people at church waiting for her to show up to rehearse the wedding tomorrow the groom is there both parents are there the wedding party is there she never shows up they get word that she was killed 20 miles out from where they was supposed to go to the church that's tragic christian people so you have to wonder why did that happen that's one question number two in all things keep God how can you do that So it's a very hard thing to to go through and to even read about and even think about. And if you don't have an answer, it's really okay. What you do know is do not have foolish talking and tell yourself, God is not good. You should not say that. You should not say God does not care. You should not say God caused this to happen. You cannot say that, you should not say that. So it's a very difficult thing. There is no question, but we shall soon see that in the Bible, uh, people were good people that had traditional life. Before I say that, you, you do know that when the pilgrims crossed the Atlantic Ocean to come to America, they had a hardship too. Uh, I think I heard someone say. I think Q said Nathan's podcast was about the pilgrims and how it was, and it is historical fact that it was a treacherous, hard crossing of the Atlantic in that little vessel, and uh, people died, and so on. And even when they got to the New World, people also died too that first winter. About half the death had buried their dead in secret in darkness so that the Indians would not see them, that their their party was diminishing. Their numbers were shrinking because of death. So it's very difficult. And yet, look what happened because they came to America after all of these short years. since then, you have, this great country and they came for good reason religious freedom and also to evangelize the heathen and so um, they did suffer but you don't find too many of them writing foolish things like this is a mistake or you know doubting and questioning God no in the Bible in the Bible you had a man you know him already when I say there's a man and tragedy and hardship Turn to the book of Job. I want you to see a few verses. And I'm trying to make the point that in life, for the Christian, we will face things. And it's tempting to give foolish talk and get upset with the Lord. In Job chapter 11. The book of Job is a series of conversations between one man and his friends in Job chapter 11 this is almost this chapter it's almost like what his friends were saying to Job and the criticisms of him in Job chapter 11 now when you read Job you know who is talking by the heading of this chapter so in chapter 11 you have maybe a note there says the speech of so far if you back up to let's say chapter 6 just for example at the top of your uh, of the chapter you have Job's reply something to that effect chapter 6 chapter 7 doesn't have anything because it's a continuation of Job replying in chapter 8 as an example you have now who is talking the speech of Bildad. in chapter 9 there's a note in my Bible that says Job's reply so that's how you know who is talking So in chapter 11, the speech of Zophar, this is what he says. Uh, He's very harsh with Job. And this is indicative of his friend's evaluation of Job's suffering. In verse number three. Oh, but oh, that God will speak and open his lips against thee. Uh, That's in chapter 11, right, Job. Okay, Uh, verse verse number three. Should thy lies make men hold their peace? this man calls job a liar he calls him a liar verse 5 but oh that god would speak and open his lips against thee if god would speak he'd testify against you too job so his friends are saying god is against you he has judged you and that's what we see as well verse 6 and that he would show thee the secrets of wisdom that they are double to that which is. Know therefore that God exacteth of thee less than thine iniquity deserveth. You know what they're saying to him? Oh, it's bad, Job, but you're getting only half of what you deserve. Some friends, huh? With this kind of friendship, don't need any enemies. Verse number 11. For he knoweth vain men. He seeth wickedness also. Now, they are, he is accusing Job of some awful things. That's what his friends are saying about him. Verse 14. If iniquity be in thine hand, put it far away, and let not wickedness dwell in thy tabernacle. Job, you are suffering. You've lost everything because you have sinned against God. He's judging you. You deserve this, Job. Now in Job chapter 12 and 13, Job answers that ridiculous Observation and criticism. Uh, now I want to skip Job chapter twelve and then come to thirteen and verse four, which kind of captures uh, chapter twelve as well. Thirteen four. Here's what he answers: "But ye are forgers of lies. <laughs> ye are all physicians of no value. You ever go to a doctor? He doesn't. Know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Go to a dentist. He's just guessing. He's asking you, uh, which tooth should I pull?" Why are you asking me? You're a dentist of no value. You should see from the extra what teeth to pull, what tooth to pull. You're asking me? You might ask me, where does it hurt? Uh, I hurt over here. Well, let me see, okay. Is it this one? Uh, Yeah, okay. All right, come here, Uh, let's pull it out. Wait a minute, aren't you gonna find out what tooth exactly it's got a problem? (laughs) You're a dentist of no value to me. You people are examining me like a doctor and you're getting all the wrong. The whole thing that you said about me is wrong. You say I need a kidney transplant well it's really not I got stomach ache you say I got a breathing problem so you can take out my liver what you say my you say I'm gonna cut off your ear because your toe hurts your're physician no value you can't see I can't see I can't see why not I got my eyes closed oh let's take out his tonsils you're a physician no value look at verse number seven 13 seven uh. Will you speak weakly for God? And talk to the city for Him? Are you speaking for God? Are you speaking for God? Are you actually thinking that you're talking for God? You're spe- are you an ambassador for God? Just who do you think you are? Verse 23. How many are mine iniquities and in sins? Make me to know my transgressions and my sin. All right, wise guy, tell me what I've done wrong. For God to harshly judge me. Tell me. Verse 15. Back to verse 15. Now, after all of that, now, keep in mind, before you read verse 15, well, let's read verse 15, what now? Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. Now, when you read verse 15, remember what happened to Job in chapter 1. Now, keep thinking about verse 15. Though he slay me, if he kills me, yet will I trust in him but I will maintain my own ways before him. Now with that verse that you just read in mind go back to in your mind chapter 1 and let's go back to chapter 1 now there's a point to this and the point is will Job curse God? Will, Job, will God not thank God for what happened to him? Will, will Job start to find another God? Will he start to find another religion because of what happened to him? Well let's see what happened in first of all? Chapter 1, in chapter 1, to summarize chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, Job was a good man. He prays for his children, his boys and his daughters, seven sons and three daughters. He prays for them. In case they did something wrong, God would have mercy on them. He intercedes them all the time. Now, if you come down to uh, verses 6, 7, and 8, 9, there is something that goes on in heaven that Job does not see, he could not see. And Job is the object of God's affection. And in verses 9 and 10, the devil accuses God of this. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, "Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side?" And thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increasing the land. But put forth now thine hand, touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Now, God, Job loves you. He prays to you. He talks nicely of you. He worships you because you've given him so much. Well, truth is, Job should have given him all honor and praise and thanksgiving because God did give him a lot. That alone is good enough. But that's not the reason why uh, Job uh, worshipped him. But the devil threw that in God's face. And the Lord says, uh, you know what? Uh, you can. I give you permission to do something to him, but don't take his life. Okay, now look at verse 13. Now, verse 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Now, those verses, if you read it sometime, this is one bad report after another. You have four messengers coming, and they all have bad news. In one day. So in one day... He lost cattle, he lost camels, he lost his um, family, he lost everything. He lost his servants. He lost all in one day. This was a very bad day for Job. When Job woke up that morning, he did not expect this to happen to his boys and to his daughters and to his property and, his, and he lost everything in one day. And what would Job say now? What would Job say now? Would Job talk foolishly? Verse 20. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell upon the ground and worshipped and said, Verse 21, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be, blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not nor charge God foolishly. Now, you and I would have charged God foolishly probably. In this generation, we would probably say, God is mean, God is mean, God is mean to do this to us. And the accusers like Job's friends would say, yeah, what kind of God are you serving who did this all to you and all this, took everything from you. I mean, cancer would not have come to your wife if you was if you had a good God. And you would not have invested $200 million and then lost it all because the stock market and everything else all these factors Um, so people are always going to criticize like his friends but Job but Job did not sin and did not charge God foolishly so in all things give thanks well I'm not sure if Job thanked God for what happened to him and his loss but it gets worse in chapter 2 he's already lost his possessions he's lost his children now he will lose his health now if you lost your possessions that's bad but if you had your family your children you're okay but now you lost your children too that's horrible that's tragic well but he's still alive he's still he's still alive still got his health and then loses his health oh that is that is unbearable and so in verse 4 in verse five, And Satan answered, uh and the Lord said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But now put forth thine hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. And so in verse number seven, so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown, and he took him a pot shirt and scraped himself withal, and he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife Doth, uh, unto him, Doth thou still retain thy integrity? Curse God and die. Now, he lost his son. Here's what he says in verse 10. But he saith unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this did Job, let's read it like this. In all this did Job not speak foolishly. In all this, Job did not talk foolishly. In all this did not Job sin with his lips now what do you find what do you find with Job if you come back to chapter 13 with that one verse chapter 13 verse number 15 though he slay me yet will I trust in him but I will maintain my own ways before him here's what you learned so far when it comes to giving thanks to God you thank God even though things are not good Job thanked God Job worshiped God Job still did not stop following God because things fell apart in his life and literally it fell apart in his life. He lost everything that was precious to him and then finally his health. Then you have his neighbors mocking him, ridiculing him. His friends come sit and watch him for seven days and they stroke their beards and they say, you know what, I know why Job is suffering. They say, yeah, why? They have a little holiday. It's because, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's right, yeah. See, they have no reason to say that. Because chapter one says Job was a righteous man. But they were all making up these things about him because in their little petty mind, the small mind was saying, yeah, God judges sin, true. God punishes sin, true. He must really have sinned against God because look at what happened. So they they had a short-sighted view about what they're evaluating. They're very narrow-minded, very, very shallow-minded, small-minded people find fault and they come up with all the reasons why this has happened. They think they're so smart. Didn't know what's going on, neither did Job. As far as Job knew, here's what's happening now. I don't know why it's happening to me. But I'll not accuse God. He must have let it happen for some reason that I don't know. And God did let it happen. He did let it happen. Not because he was mad at Job, not because he hated Job, but because he knew Job would not curse him. And so. Though he slay me, Job says, yet will I trust in him. Though he slay me, I will not talk foolishly. Though he slay me, I will yet thank him. I will thank him even through this. I don't like what I'm going through, but I will thank him through this. I will maintain my own ways before him. I will still walk with him when I can walk again. I will still walk with him. I will still believe in him. I will still worship him. I will still praise him, even though I don't feel like it. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Now, Thanksgiving is not just about thanking God for bountiful blessings, okay? Because you do thank Him for the bountiful blessing that like God blessed Job. You. you do thank Job thanked him for that. You thank God for you, for the blessings he's given to you for sure. And you, you really you should not on that you should not eat tomorrow. I can't enjoy this because I have so much. Think about the poor people in China and India. They don't have anything to eat. I'm not going to enjoy this. No. No, you eat it and you enjoy it because you're thanking God for it. And God says, I gave it to you, eat it. I gave it to you. Enjoy it. I gave you the, the nice sunset. Enjoy. I gave you the good weather. Enjoy the fresh air. I gave you good health. Enjoy it. This is not for us to be humble in a false way and say, "Oh no, I'm not going to. I'm starving to death, but I can't eat it because if I eat it, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be uh, selfish." No, you're not. You're showing God appreciation by enjoying it. Don't you like when kids appreciate when you give them something? Aren't you happy because they're happy? Don't people give uh, stuff to others? And they get joy out of it. Sure, people who give the charity. They say, oh, "I felt so good to see them open the uh, toys for tots, Marine Corps, you know, kind of thing." They say they're so happy when they see kids open up the present, whatever they get. They get um, a, a, a toy bike or uh, a Lego set or um, uh, a new, um, a new, uh, a new car, a DV, you know. And they're so happy about that. And they, they say, oh, "We're so, we're so." It makes us feel so good that they're so happy well it does it is true it is true don't you think god is happy too and his children are happy too sometimes yeah and so you should just you know eat up until you throw up no i didn't mean that i didn't mean that uh eat up and enjoy it. i mean <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean that i'm just <laughs> so um uh, in all things give thanks i'm not sure if i answered like, any questions about does God then allow suffering for us to see if as a test it could be one thing I know for sure Joe did not charge God foolishly he maintained his integrity and uh, I want you to see one verse and we're done for tonight come over to first uh, no I want to come to um, uh, I'm gonna come to first Thessalonians, chapter five. first Thessalonians chapter 5 refer to this on Sunday we we'll are look at it again, which is okay. First Thessalonians, chapter 5. Lost it all, didn't you? Job did. Imagine if you lost your life savings. Imagine if something happened, you got scammed, and somebody drained your 401b, 401k, drained it all. Your retirement all gone can you imagine that what that felt like can you imagine your bank accounts scammed by somebody and you go there and there's zero balance that's a shock this is kind of like what job experienced on that one day and then the second day another day he lost his health first thessalonians chapter 5 verse number 18 tells us this in everything think of Job. in everything in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now why is it the will of God to give thanks for all things in everything? Because that shows a little bit of faith that you're going to trust in him even though you don't understand what's going on. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God. The will of God for every Christian is that we trust him, that we walk with him, that we don't, quote, abandon him because things have gone bad. Just like Job did not abandon the Lord, even though when things went bad. Uh, when I think about sports, I a lot of lessons from sports. Football players, a lot of Christians on football teams. And any kind of sport has a lot of Christians on it. And they're all praying uh, that they'll do well. Sometimes they pray that they'll win. And when they don't win, they get mocked and they say, ah, what kind of God do you have? You prayed to win and you guys lost the championship. Well, now, now Christian athletes are praying, Lord, help me to do my best. Because they don't know the outcome of the game. To a, To a... For the Miami Dolphins he said in an interview he says um, God doesn't care if we win or lose these games he said God doesn't care what God cares about is and he tells what God cares about so he has learned from other people's mistakes not to pray for victory or expect victory just think positively you're gonna get the victory because other Christians other team are also there too and so he's just praying wisely I think uh, he's just praying that they'll do well and nobody gets hurt And so win or lose, doesn't matter. And uh, so uh, when it comes to our lives as Christians, uh, win or lose, what really matters is our relationship to God and how we maintain it and how we keep walking with Him, even though, even though. So thanksgiving, thank God for the blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. But also thank God for the things He has brought you through. Thank God because faith means we're going to trust Him that everything's going to be okay after a little bit. Everything's going to be all right. Um, Trials are not meant to destroy us. It is meant to strengthen us. Mm -hmm. Trials are not meant to to crush you. It's meant to build you up step at a time. And sometimes if we don't have uh, challenges in our lives, it's hard for us to grow like we should. And so maturity comes from sometimes pressure. And the old thinking about that is when you lift weights, you have to add to the weights to build muscles. Muscles need pressure and stress to be built up to be challenged, and then you get stronger. And so, if you if you if you have an accident, you have a cast on your leg. If your leg is never the muscles never used, we take up the cast after six months. What's your leg look like? Looks like a broomstick. It, instead of looking like there's a calf muscle, it looks like a stick because it is atrophied. It hasn't been used, Just, and you have to build it up again by by walking, by putting pressure to the thing. And I'm not saying that God puts pressure on you just to teach a lesson. I'm just saying when things happen, keep your eyes on him still and and don't talk foolishly and say, you see, this is all in vain. It wasn't in vain. It wasn't in vain. For some reason, God allows things to happen. One thing we do know about God's character, He doesn't do it just to give us grief. Doesn't do it just to make you upset. He does it because As his children he wants us to be maturing and sometimes maturing means you gotta study for a test sometimes maturing means you got to do your homework sometimes maturing means you got to do the dishes sometimes maturing means you got to go through some things that you don't want to go through kind of simplified but kind of like that all right so in all things give thanks farther along Farther along, we'll know all about it. Farther along, we'll understand why. Cheer up my brother, walk in the sunshine, we'll understand it all by and by. But now, hard to see why, Biden's president. Now, hard to see why Israel was attacked. Now, hard to see why Christians suffer. For now, hard to see why God allows terrorists to still be alive. For now, hard to see why there's still human trafficking. For now, it's hard to see why. See? But farther along, we'll understand why. Okay? So, hope you have a good day tomorrow. I hope these things were helpful to your thinking. So, eat up, and I'm not going to sit down the part to it. Father, thank you for the Bible. We pray that you help us to remember what it teaches and how we can apply truth to our lives as we go through experiences as we go through different things that you allowed for our benefit sometimes we wonder why we don't know we don't know everything we could not know everything but we do thank you for the scriptures which encourages us to keep walking with you whatever we do it is god's will to thank you whatever we do we should still walk with you. Whatever we do, we should not forsake you. Whatever we do, we should still keep following you because you are
0: our good shepherd. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.